Christmas. It is great to be. Let's try that again. Merry Christmas. It is great to be here with you all in the house of the Lord. And we've already had such wonderful Christmas Eve services downtown. Had a wonderful one, even with the baptism. Across town, we had a wonderful service this morning. That's right, three baptisms, which was really neat downtown. And, uh, and it is a joy, even this morning, we had, a, we had an early service, Christmas Eve service, earlier today. And I got to be honest, Josh, on my way out there, I thought, nobody's going to come to a really early Christmas Eve service. It was packed. So I guess Fisher's people want to come to early Christmas Eve services. That's awesome. Uh, love that you all are here today and love, uh, man, that we are able to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, I have before you, just give me a few minutes this morning. I have before you, uh, this is my running uh, box. It appears I just dropped a paperclip. Uh, this is my running box of Next Steps cards. Okay, so for those that are in our church family uh, pretty tightly and you come regularly, you'll know this. Uh, for those that don't, I'll just, I'll just fill you in a little bit. When people come to Trinity, when God works in their heart, so it could be like a decision to follow Jesus, it could be like a struggle that they have, it could be a loved one that's going through something difficult, it could be like a battle with cancer or difficulty with marriage or parents that are going through a divorce or whatever it is. Whenever somebody fills out a Next Steps card in our family and joins the system of prayer, we have a whole prayer kind of system here at the church, these go through our team, but they also come to me. And I read through your Next Steps card. So like when you're going through something difficult and you write it down, you're like, pray for me. I don't know about my next job. I'm really struggling with work and I'm not sure where to go next. And when you write that down, it ultimately lands in my hands and I pray through them. Listen, I pray through all of them. Thousands of cards I will read through every year. Thousands of them. I have wept over your stories. I have prayed that God would intervene in powerful ways for you personally. I mean, I even go before the Lord. And I'm like, God, how, how do you want me to respond to some of these things that they're struggling with so difficult in, in such difficult ways? Like, how do you want me to respond to it? I, I, listen, I love you. I really do. And I love that I get to be your pastor. What a joy that I get to come alongside you in the wonderful days and the hard days and celebrate with God the good things and pray that God would move in the hard situations. I love that I get to be your pastor. I'm so grateful for you. So with these Next Steps cards, there are times when I'm praying through them. This last summer especially, I spent time and I wanted to read through all of them before I started writing the sermons for this year that we have been in. And I remember going through this, and I thought in my mind, how in the world are you going to fix all of this? Maybe for you, you think that when you watch the news, like you watch the news and all that's happening around the world, you know, the Gaza Strip or wherever, you know, you're seeing the difficulty, the struggle, the pain, the, like the starvation, different parts of the world, the human trafficking, and you're thinking, Lord, how in the world are you going to fix all of that? So what I want to do today is I want to talk about God's divine plan to fix all of this. And what I want to do, if you would be oh so gracious to me, is I want to read the Luke 2 account, baby Jesus, alongside the Revelation account, King Jesus. Baby Jesus. King Jesus, baby Jesus, 
King Jesus. This is how the grand fix works. Baby Jesus, Luke 2. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. King Jesus, Revelation. And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven. Wait, this sounds familiar. From God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is now with man, Revelation 21, 2 through the first part of 3. All right, back, back to baby Jesus. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, Luke 2, 11. Now, King Jesus in Revelation, he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God, Revelation 21, 3b. And then ultimately, the culmination of King Jesus and baby Jesus, the trajectory of humanity, where does it land? Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe away, oh, think about this. Think about this, think about this, think about this. The loved ones that you've lost, the physical sicknesses that you've battled with, the broken friendships, broken marriages, broken homes, doubt, hurt, rejection, all of this. Think of all of how messed up this world is. From baby Jesus to King Jesus, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things, literally the order of how things operate now, that will pass away. What a thought. There are a couple things that we need to note when we look at the church age beginning with baby Jesus that will culminate in the return of King Jesus. A couple things I just want to point out real quick. First one is this. The Bible teaches that our greatest problems, the Bible teaches that our greatest problems are first solved relationally. Our biggest, greatest, most difficult issues, believe it or not, the Christian idea is that our biggest problems are solved relationally, relationally. And the idea from baby Jesus to King Jesus is God indwelling and then dwelling with man, baby Jesus in our hearts to King Jesus over all. And the grand meta idea through the arc of the New Testament is this. It is true love, truly making loving people. That's the solution to all the brokenness. True love, truly making loving people. Now, what I want you to do is I want, I want you to think about this. Can you imagine what will happen when love assumes the role as now king of everything. Baby Jesus in our hearts, culminating with King Jesus coming. I mean, like, we have a lot of physicians and people in the medical field in our church. Can you imagine every human cell, every relationship, 
Every law of nature moving from dissonance into harmony. I mean, can you imagine, like, every appetite, you long for intimacy, and it's all twisted and misaligned, and it doesn't work quite right. Can you imagine every appetite for food? I mean, you're, you're hungry, but your body doesn't respond right, and it makes you sick, and you're allergic to things, or, or and all of these things. Or can you imagine every appetite, every longing for beauty, every purpose-finding, it's charitable, perfect fit Every appetite, every longing for beauty, every purpose finding its charitable perfect fit. The Bible says it all begins with a relationship. Baby Jesus into your heart and King Jesus into the universe. When you read through the Bible, I mean, you go literally through the whole narrative of Scripture. God makes relationships a big deal. And the reality is at Trinity, in our church movement, we are going to move more and more into making relationships a big deal too. I ultimately would love to uh, invite you to come on a relational journey with us. And what I mean by that is a we are going to focus on relationships in two primary ways as a whole church movement, right? Like, first of all, I don't only want to be a church. Oh, my goodness. I could really soapbox on this, so I got to hit pause. Way too many churches in the West think that their primary objective is to just give you information. They produce content. Church is supposed to be a place where you practice relationships. Here and with each other. It's supposed to be relational. And so from the sermons that we write to the content that, that we put out, we don't want it to be just random information. We want it to be personal. I want to preach and teach to where you're at. We want the hope of Jesus Christ to speak to where you're at. We want the music that we sing, everything to come straight to where you're at. We want to make incarnate the message of Jesus Christ because Jesus himself made the rescue incarnate. What we're going to do through this spring is as a whole church movement, we are going to lean really heavy into two, on two fronts. One is prayer, our relationship with God. The next series, as soon as the holidays are done, our team has already been working on ways to make prayer more and more and more personal and to engage more and more people in it in very intentional ways. And one thing that we're going to do is move heavy into prayer. And so we want you to increase your relationship this way with God. The second thing that we're going to do as soon as the prayer series is done, and this next one will take us all the way to Easter, is we are going to move into friendships. Literally, what does it mean to practice friendships with each other in a way that really is life-giving? People are so lonely. I know that people are so lonely. So many people feel like they don't have a best friend. They don't feel like people understand or connect with them well. They feel like, they don't feel like they fit. 
So many people have struggling marriages and broken homes. So many parents have odd, frustrating relationships with their kids. Believe me, I know. And so we're going to move into a series where we are going to look directly at how God teaches us to do relationship, not just with him, but relationship with each other. So coming out of this summer, when I read through all of these cards, I actually, I, 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 wrote, a, I wrote a book, okay? So now, bear with me. I'm not a real author, and Trinity is not a real publishing house. But what this really is that no publishing house or no author you've never met can't do, this is personal to you. In the same way that if my kids, you know, if I sit down with a kid and they're like, man, my dad was just absent and, or I just really wish I had a dad that was involved in my life. And if I was to sit down with that kid and be like, oh, you know what? There's this book over in the library about what dads ought to teach their kids. Why don't you just read this and be satisfied? And the kid's like, that's not what I want. I don't just want good ideas about being a dad. I want a dad. I want something personal. I want somebody that is speaking to my hurt. See, that's what a publishing company can't give you, but what a church can. This is to you. This is to you. Your struggles, your hurt, your pain, your frustration, your prayer requests, the center of so much of that is relational. God's answer to humanity is relational. His ultimate culmination in solving is relational with King Jesus. And we want to help you while we are celebrating the coming Jesus and waiting for his return. We want to help you practice relationships. And we're going to move into a series where you do that, where we do that together as a group. So what can you do? What can you do? Two, two things that you can do. One is this. Uh, if you would, and I know this, this might be a, a controversial thing to say in our modern world, right? But here you go. Commit to make the church family a central priority between now and Easter. Commit to it. Here's, half claps, right? Like no half claps, real claps, or no claps? Half claps. It's like, yeah, okay. No, okay, so here, bear with me really fast, okay? Here's the deal. Listen, in a home, think of it a home, a family, right? Because the church, I love this, Josh said this a while back, I love it so good. The church is supposed to be your big family, and your family is supposed to be a little church. That's the biblical idea, right? And so if we're going to do this in the same way, if you're a dad, right, and the way you take care of your kids is you just give them money, but you never spend time with them, you're missing it. In the same way, how are these people that worship here going to know your story and, and pray for you and miss you when you're gone if you're never around? Ouch. I want you to know what it feels like to be known I want you to know what it feels like to have somebody know your story. I want you to know what it feels like to know that there are people actually praying for you. I want you to know what it feels like to increase your relationships with God and with each other. So the first thing that I would ask is just this, commit to make the church family a central priority between now and Easter. Just, let's just start with that little window. Come, be present, be known, join us as we move into this intimacy journey. And then the second thing I would ask too is just this, uh, read our, I'm going to word it this way, read our love letter to you. Read our love letter to you. This is to you. Uh, I get it. 
<laughs> there are people here you hate to read. I'm not going to ask you. I did it in the last service. I was like, who here hates to read? And a bunch of people with their hands up. And I thought, I probably shouldn't have asked that. Um, so I won't ask it out loud here who, here who hates to read here. So I know that there are a lot of people that don't like to read. So I did not write this like a traditional book. I literally wrote it. Each of the seven chapters, I wrote them where the idea is up front. You could read the ideas of this book, I'm serious, in like 40 minutes and be done with the whole thing. So I literally wrote it where instead of weaving it all together like they do in most books, I took this and I just laid out the big idea at the front. And then I have like the research and why I'm thinking the way I am and what I've been reading and the deeper ideas kind of in the middle. And then I have like tactical things at the end. So if you are somebody that's like, I just want the big ideas, cool. We'll cover the deeper stuff when we preach through it. Skip all the deeper stuff, just get the big idea at the beginning. If you're somebody where you're like, I like to get into the guts of it all, cool, you can. There's information there, right? If you're somebody and you're like, hey, I'm an engineer, like my favorite thing to do is when I was a kid, put together a Lego set. I just want step one, step two, step three. At the very end of each chapter, I just have tactical steps, very simple. Flip to the tactical part and just read through the tactics. I get that not all of you like to read like I do. I still love you. And I still want to speak to your hurt. I still love you and I still want to speak to your hurt. And, and then here's the beautiful culmination of all this, right? Like, when we find deep, loving, real, healthy relationships, something inside of us wakes up. And there is a hope and a meaning. And the perfect example of that is literally the embodiment of Christ himself. Baby Jesus to King Jesus. Lord, even now we love you. And, um, and I pray as we move, as a whole organization, we move more, I mean, very intentionally move more into relationship that you would give us the courage to do so too. I know a lot of people long for relationship, but there, there's just too many complications that keep them out. And I ask in your name, God, that you would help people move into relationship. Give them the courage to do it. Uh, God, even now, I think of baby Jesus. The king of the universe chose to come down and let a poor country mama hold him tightly. The king of the universe chose to come down and let a country craftsman, blue-collar dad, teach him to walk. The God of the universe came down and chose to sit around a table and eat meals with people and laugh with them and talk to children and, and, and engage. I mean, like, the God of the universe is so relational. We do not merely want to be a place of ideas. We want to be a place where we already begin to practice the glorious intimacy that is going to finish bringing all things into harmony through King Jesus' return. Lord, I invite people today 
into the very thing that you invited us into, a family. In your name, amen.